from Tuning Into Sims Workshop. So today we're going to be talking about Court of Miracles by Kester Grant. It's a retelling um, of Les Miserables, but in a really new night. When I say it's a retelling, uh, I mean it's not really your standard retelling. It uses a lot of elements from Les Mis to sort of set a foundation for this novel. You know, it uses some of the same characters, um, but it kind of bends it, but Grant, Grant bends the story to her will and her narrative, which I really, really liked. Um, so, I, I read this book and I kind of immediately thought of the Hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, I thought of the Court of Miracles for the Gypsies, and that's kind of how the Court of Miracles is. It's sort of this underground society form filled with gills, and it follows Nina, who is part of the Guild of Thieves, because, you know, that was kind of her safe haven for this, for the events of the story. You know, her father sells her sister off to the Fleshers, the Fleshing Guild. Um, and what that is, is, you know, it's, it's prostitution. It's forced prostitution. It's basically sex slavery. And I think Nina, as a character, is pretty well developed. Um, you know, she's a very fierce, she's a very strong protagonist. And she captivates the reader with her storytelling with her narrative I should say but Caster captivates the reader with her storytelling and you know following Nina who continues to kind of um, bewilder everyone because she's able to do a lot of these things that people aren't really able to do you know break into the palace multiple times she's able to break into the prison that is supposed to be unbreakable she is able to do the impossible and that's pretty great because she has to do the impossible in this novel she absolutely has to because she has to save her sister and then she has to save her adoptive sister in the future because the tiger who is the leader of the flesh, flesh guild um he's pretty much broken the court to his whim you know he's a very formidable character he is involved in the sex trade because as a child he was sold to slavery um and the guild didn't do anything to stop it so this is kind of sort of his revenge on the guild taking their laws and kind of constructing them or deconstructing them to fit his whim but what I thought was really really well done um, was the setting you know you you're totally lost in this wonderful setting of 19th century Paris and there are lots of high stakes in the novel. I mean, from the very beginning, you're, you're sort of just drawn in because you know something's wrong. You know, Nina's a child. She's probably like 10, I think. 
and her sister who never cries, her sister who's, you know, like her mother, who never cries, is crying, and then, you know, she sends off, you know, Nina's sister sends her off with this man, and she witnesses her sister being carted off by the tiger, and then she's thrown into this task of having to steal something from the palace, and then she's, you know, taken in by the thieves' guild, and it's all very fast-paced, it's all very attention-driven, and it is quite mesmerizing to read and follow. Now, what I really, really enjoyed, I think, was the setting, but I really did love Nina as a character as well. But it, the storytelling itself was kind of amazing because there, the book is, you know, separated into parts, and you have quotes um, that are pretty impactful, and they're quotes from the Jungle Book, which is pretty interesting in itself, because the novel's marketed as, you know, Le Miz, and Le Miz is written by Victor Hugo, and then you're kind of caught off guard by these jungle books but when you think about 19th century Paris you think about the underground the guild you're kind of drawn into this is a sort of a jungle that everyone has to sort of navigate and master if they want to survive because it's really the rich looking out for the rich oh like that's still not relevant and then you have the poor who kind of just look out for themselves and then you have the guild and I think the guild is one of the more interesting aspects of the story because the guild um, themselves they have a very strict code they have a very strict law and they follow it they don't like people breaking their law and I think that's very honorable and this says a lot about Nina she is raised in a way to be very honorable yeah she's a thief but she's so honorable and I really love that about her and I love how she kind of grows as a character and that's another thing you know there's a lot of time jumps not a lot there are like two time jumps in the novel two time jumps okay but it's not very clear you know these time jumps initially it's it's not very clear the second one you you kind of know is about is two years the first one um you really have to pay attention to the context and how old she seems now to how old she seems then in order to kind of see how much time has passed um, but it doesn't distract the reader, is what I'm saying. It's not distracting to the reader. It does catch the reader off guard, but you're kind of wondering, what? She let this much time pass? She didn't do anything? What? And you're, you're more engaged in the story and in the tension of, the, of what's happening. Because Nina has sworn she's going to save her sister from the tiger. She has sworn that she's going to break the tiger down. And... I think it's great how crafty she is, how smart and wise and calculating she is because she does everything from love. She knows that the tiger, he's kind of like a cancer 
because the Fleshers Gill, I mean, that's that's not who they used to be. He took a guild um, of empowered women. Uh, they were called the, sister, the Guild of Sisters. He took this guild, and what he did was he destroyed it and warped it into something else. And now it is sex slavery. It's forced prostitution. I think it's very sad, you know, that he's been left unchecked by the law, both, you know, Paris law and the guild law because everyone is so afraid of him because, you know, he can just go and call his slavers on their ships to come and they'll destroy the guild. And that's kind of what's hanging over them. They, they want to keep their guild safe and that's kind of honorable, but Nina knows that he needs to be taken down. He needs to be knocked down and destroyed. And I think that's really great about his character about her character that she sees this cancer and she's willing to break some of these laws in order to destroy him and return the court of miracles to its former glory before he came back it's also really cool to see the guild of ghosts you know those are all the beggars and the Assassin Guild. Oh, I love a good Assassin Guild. And I think it's great that you have this Guild of Assassins and their leader is a woman. I love that. Absolutely love that. But I also think it's great that these guilds, they don't just punish their own. They see what the hierarchy is doing, what the regime is doing, um, like poisoning people because due to a famine and what she does is, what they do is, you know, they punish them, they hypnotize them, they embed them with a message to inflict pain upon themselves if they ever want to do this again. I think that's amazing. I loved that aspect. It kind of caught me off guard, but I enjoyed it a lot. Because it says a lot about the guilds. Yes, they look out for their own, but they also look out for Paris as well. You know, they kind of keep the monarchy in check. And Nina, she... She makes a lot of friends. Um, because she's quite honest about who she is. She's honest about her goals. Like I said, she's a thief, but she's a thief with a code. She's a thief with honor, and I love that about her personality. And I loved the structure of the guild. I love the structure of this 19th century Paris. Like that was really well done, really well executed overall. Um, but actually, there is no but. It was a good story. Um, it moves at such a great pacing. Her story, Grant's storytelling is amazing and it's thoughtful. She is able to <clears throat> do these time jumps, but she's able to do them in such a way that they don't distract from, you know, the reader. They are not distracting to the reader. 
they draw the reader in. You know, sometimes when a writer does time jumps, they're kind of like, whoa, where did this come from? Um, but here, there are time jumps because everything that happens in these time frames aren't really essential. She's just moving on with the story. But the fact that there are time jumps also says a lot about Nina's character, that she's willing to play the long game, that she is patient and wise and calculating, and she is such a strong character because she's able to really hold on to her goal and not lose sight of it. And I think that's that says a lot about her and her personality and how formidable she is as a character. She does such amazing things in this novel. I mean, she breaks into the most unbreakable places and she does it with flair. She does it with style and I love her for that. Now, um, I think I'm going to say something bad. I'm not. I was just trying to gather my thoughts. I, I think that's all I have to say about this novel. Um, definitely highly recommend it. Four and a half stars. I give The Court of Miracles by Kester Grant four and a half stars. Go ahead and check it out from your local library if money's too tight. And if it's not, please remember to support your local booksellers and purchase this book at your local bookseller. Have a great rest of your day. If you like this, please do not forget to hit that follow and subscribe button. And as always, happy reading.